Welcome fellow Bastards to Bastard Backstage, where we find out a little bit more about our favorite Bastard. Today's Bastard is actually a uh, repeat customer. Um, we are perfectionists, and to be perfectly honest, the first first pancake on, on the grill never seems to work out right. So we're going to go ahead and do this again. It is Jeremy. How are you doing today, Jeremy? I'm doing all right. Just recorded a fun episode, so let's keep the fun going. As always, the plan for this is fairly simple. We're just going to have some fun and get to know you a little bit more. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Uh, the first question is always a fun one. How many square feet of pizza do you think you eat in a year? Now, I've had time to think about this since the last time I got this question. <laughs> and I realized my answer last time was totally way out of proportion. Totally. Like, unbelievable amount. Like, you'd have to be a freaking competitive eater to freaking eat that much pizza but considering the fact that for the next year I'm probably not going to be eating pizza at all barely because after gastric bypass surgery pizza is just something you can eat like quarter of a slice and it's not even worth it so I'm going to say maybe two or three square feet uh, when you could eat, eat pizza because I, I understand uh, gastric bypass surgery is a bitch do you have any kind of uh favorite toppings or special places that you wanted to go? Uh, I mean, well, I worked at one of the best pizza places in New York called Benny's Pizzeria. They had the best pizza in the world. They literally put like a freaking, they on, eat, on a buffalo chicken, barbecue, barbecue chicken pizza, they easily put a pound of chicken on each slice. Like, most people had to use a fork and knife to eat it. And it did make it a lot easier to eat with the silverware. But, I mean, my favorite pizza is usually, I mean, I'm more of like just like the garbage or everything pizza type of guy. Like, I either that or one of my favorite places local that makes home like their own brick oven pizza. And they have a figs, ricotta, and prosciutto on a pizza with like different spices. It is freaking incredible. I mean, I've oh, and it's uh, portobello mushrooms too. And you could I've thrown buffalo chicken on it. I've thrown sausage on it. I've even thrown anchovies on it, and it is freaking delicious no matter what what meat you decide to put on it to go with the prosciutto so kind of makes you hungry doesn't it dude i haven't eaten real food in a week and a half you fucking kidding me <laughs> i'm starving well we're uh we had to go in the past a little bit because of your uh surgery but we're gonna go a little bit more into the past we're gonna go back to the 90s a really transitional time period for a lot of different things everything from politics to movies but we're gonna we're going to stop on music on this one. What was your favorite 90s jam? I mean, I went through a disco period in the mid-90s where I would only listen to, like, those disco CDs they sold on TV and stuff. I mean, towards the end of the 90s, I was rocking what everybody was rocking. Some boy bands, some freaking Britney Spears, the Space Jam soundtrack. I mean, hard to say if I had a favorite song, really, because, I mean, I just bounced back and forth between so many different genres. I really could never pick out a favorite song back then. I mean, even today, if you ask me my favorite song, I'd probably give you a list of like 50 songs. That, that's the type of thing, though. It's like a lot of people can't really an answer this question. I can't really answer this question because it's narrowing down a specific song. I have a whole bunch of stuff that I, I love to do. I love to listen to and I just but I can't narrow it down a certain one. That's kind of what you listened to before. What are you jamming out to now? These days, I'll pretty much jam out to anything that's not country and like pop music. I do the heavy metal thing. I do rap on multiple different levels. 
I just jam out to a lot of different stuff now, and more than likely, I'm listening to a podcast and I'm not listening to music. So, well, we do have a pretty good one. So there's there's that. <laughs> yes, there um, is. Question number three is kind of a hard one to answer, but I I would like to give give you a chance to give it a try. How would you describe the color yellow to a blind man? Uh, the challenge question that no one ever has a real real answer to. I've heard some good ones since the first time I did this, but I would say imagine just the white you see when you see light, and picture it getting a little dirtier. Just picture it getting dirtier a little bit, not completely because that'd be brown, but. Just picture it getting a little dirty looking. Like someone dropped dust, like someone dropped cigarette ashes on her and some dust and it all mixed together. It'd be like a yellowish tint. That's honestly the best way I could think of do that. No, that's all right. Uh, di- different people have different answers to that. It's just, it depends how they they would describe a color in the first place. Even for somebody who can sing, uh, sing, see, um, it's just, just what it is how about this one uh, you are a new crayon in a new box what color are you and why i honestly gotta say because this is always the colors i identified with my whole life i'd be a black crayon with like like with like a few shades of orange thrown into it too so like black with like highlights of orange basically don't ask me why i mean those were just always my colors since i was a little kid it's definitely an intriguing thing to think about. What is the funniest thing to happen to you recently? The funniest thing that happened to me in the last couple weeks, I had my car worked on last month, and I was driving around in a big Dodge Ram truck, and I've never really driven a truck like that for an extended period of time, and I had some adventures in that fucking truck, getting way too close to people in the early lanes and stuff, just because I'm not used to driving something that wide, and it's insane. Like, and... It was just fun. I mean, plus they had plus they had a bang of stereo system, so that was fun to have for like a week. If I would ask ten people that know you personally, what would they say that you are known for? Being the most perverted motherfucker you ever meet. I I can agree to that. That that, that is true. You are definitely uh, one of those people that you 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 either get it or you don't. <laughs> It's, it's like you, you are you are an acquired taste. Oh, I'm a, to say I'm the a, least. I'm a fine wine, baby. What is one question or multiple questions, if you have them, that you will never answer in public? I mean, my answer this really hasn't changed since the last time I got asked it. I mean, there still really isn't any question I won't answer in public. I mean, if someone asks me in public, like, when's the last time you took a shit? I'm gonna be like, why do you want to know? But I mean, other other than that, like, there's really nothing. I'm there's really nothing else in public I would question. I mean, hell, you can ask me about my sex life in public, and I'd probably be saying the answer loud as hell. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty short story. Yeah, sadly, that'd be a long one. That'd be like fucking reading the, uh, the Odyssey. Speaking of odd stories, too, a penguin walks through your doorway wearing a sombrero. What does he say, and why is he there? At this point in my life, he'd probably be saying, I know you're hungry for real meat, man, but please don't eat me. <laughs> okay. A lot of people do the entire uh, two truths and a lie. I'm not really a fan of that because it's, it's kind of overdone. So I'm going to switch it up and go, uh, how about two lies and a truth? 
but don't tell me what it is. I have a hatchet man tattoo. I have my nipples pierced. And I've and I've been five porn movies. Just five? Just five, you know. Don't want to get okay. don't want to get too used out. The other ones are um, not really credited. You're just, the background. You uh, played the uh, plumber that decided to leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get paid more for those roles, but you keep your clothes on. Yeah. Um, if you could pick any character from a book, TV show, or movie to be, who would you choose and why? There's a X-Men out there who is not well known, or probably isn't even known at all. Uh, they, I only read, ever read one story on him in like a X-Men annual special thing, but I don't even remember his name or his mutant name because that's kind of his, that's his power, <laughs> is that people don't never see him. So, I would love to be him because the shit you can do when no one remembers seeing you moments later would be amazing. I mean, you could walk into a bank and walk out with like 500000 every day just if you wanted to. Or, I mean, you could do... You could go into a fucking drug dealer's house and steal all their drugs. Like, you could walk into a beer store and steal all the beer you wanted. Like, you just, you could, you'd have everything you wanted and never have to worry about being, anybody remembering who you are so they can call you out later to the cops. Like, it'd be the perfect, perfect thing to get away with anything you wanted to do, basically. It's insane. The uh, 500,000 comment actually kind of brings up a brings up the next question how would how would you spend one million dollars on yourself uh that's pretty easy actually because i've been thinking about that since the fucking day i was like old enough to know what money is but i would simply buy myself the house i want my dream house i'd build it if i had to but i'd find one or if i could find one i would but i'd get that all set paid off completely I, I mean, I really don't care about cars enough to care what the fuck I drive, so I'd probably just buy a new car that I like, because all I really care about is the stereo, is the Bluetooth and everything being updated, so it actually doesn't need attachments, and all the other cool functions they have for them now. So, buy the house, set aside money for the kids, enough money for each, an account for each kid for college, they get some interest over the years, that much money would get a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it, I don't know, maybe hire myself a Jeffrey to cook for me and clean for me. And then I would pay Will Smith to go visit Harvey. <laughs> well, he's not really doing much these days. Yeah, I, I was going to say. At least for the next 10 years. <laughs> he, I was going to say, he could probably use the money. I'll, I'll, I could probably get good enough rate that I could have him just hang out with Harvey for 10 years. I'm pretty sure Harvey would kill you. <laughs> and I'll make him I'll make him fucking rap all day to Harvey too. But um I mean I already got the new Xbox, so I can't say that anymore, but I mean I'd probably I'd just have my dream house and I mean I'd still work my job because my job's easy and it's good money, so who gives a shit? But Well that and you you get super bored without a job. Like I, I was I I got asked about that on this question too and they're like, What what would you do? Like I I'm not gonna retire. I'm going to do something, even if it's trying to think of different things for the podcast or stuff like that. I'm going to, I'm going to well, do something. Oh yeah. I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely work less or I, maybe I would even just buy a store and open my own comic book store and 
just spend the rest of my days making the money I make there. No matter how little it is, I wouldn't really need it. No. So I could just work at a comic book store and read back issues of comic books all day, every day, which is something I would love to do. I never have time to do it. So, but yeah, I mean, that's basically what I do with a million dollars. Then the rest of it, I'll just enjoy like fancy dinners every so often and shit. I would enjoy going world traveling to places I've always wanted to go to that I've never been to. Even though I've been to a lot of places already, there's I've basically never been to Europe, so or any of the, any of Europe, Asia, Africa. So I would definitely go visit all three of those continents. Well, that makes two of us. I've I've never been on that side of the pond either. Who was your celebrity crush as a teenager? I mean, mainly a lot of different porn stars, but <laughs> but uh, I mean, celebrity crush. I, I mean, I went through the Britney Spears phase like every guy did in the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, her in that freaking schoolgirl skirt and uh, maybe one more time is just mm, delightful. But, and I've seen so many parodies of that in porn, but <laughs> um, DJ and Stephanie Tanner on Full House when they got older, like, because I didn't watch it until it was in repeat. So, I mean, whenever I'd see the episodes where they're older, older like, towards the end of it, like, they, they got freaking hot. And plus, at that point, they're older than me anyway, so it's nothing wrong with that. Then, and Fran Drescher on the nanny. I always thought she was hot as shit when I would watch that show. See, I I kind of figured the voice would get to me eventually. I could live with it for that body. I believe I could. <laughs> and that voice I isn't. Gu- that, I find it. I find that voice a little sexy. I I, I guarantee you, uh, that will be the only time I could do this interview. Do the same questions for years which i'm planning on doing but uh i could do this for years and i will never get get that answer again so you are definitely one of a kind sir what fictional family would you like to join i always wanted to be one of the bunkers and all in the family i mean hell i wanted to be george jefferson's kid because the fucking amount of money he you'd have to spend if you could get out from his prying hands with his selfishness but I mean, I wouldn't mind being part of the Family Guy family just because it'd be funny as shit to be a part of that family all the time. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'd get a little crazy too, but it'd be fun. And you can't die, so that'd be awesome. <laughs> but I mean, eh, other than that, I mean, there's a lot of sitcom families I would have liked to have been a part of when I was a kid. I mean, freaking, uh, what the hell? I mean, Home Improvement, Full House, just, I can name a bunch of them. I mean, er- everything looks so glamorous on TV always, you know? but mm-hmm. in real life you know it never would be that way well we went back into the past a little bit on on that last one family comedies were really the rage a while back ago they're not really that that big anymore but instead of going in the past let's go a little bit in the future how about let's talk about goals where do you see yourself in one year five years and ten years mm. well of course i gotta add in the banks family to that last question for harvey but yeah of course but I think he'd want to be part of that family too if he could replace Will. But uh, I would, and in one year, I hope to have my podcast, Paranormal The New Normal, um, completely run with 25, 30 episodes at least, hopefully more, but we'll see. I mean, a year there should be close to 50 at least, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to, in a year, I'll, I'll probably, for the way it's going, in the next year, I'll probably be on guesting on at least 40 50 podcasts that at least i mean who knows how far that's gonna how long that will last but five years 
Eh, in five years, I'd like to be a um, major a podcast name on its way up to the legends of Kevin Smith or Mark Marin or any of those podcasters that have been around forever that everybody knows the name of. I'd like to be on the way there. I don't see it happening in five years per se, but maybe the 10-year mark, yes. But five years, I want to be on the way. And in five years, I'd like to be married to my girlfriend. I mean, hopefully within, hopefully engaged within the next year, but working on that, working on that. Money's tight. Well, let's see, you can get engaged anytime. I, I, I told people in the past, it's like, realistically, you can do an entire wedding for $35. Oh, we've discussed it. It's definitely going to be a backyard, it's definitely going to be a backyard wedding and like, worse than have it catered and that's basically gonna be it. Like, have our favorite have our favorite pizza place locally cater it with like a bunch of different stuff, and or maybe hire professional caterers. Even who knows? But depends on the price. But just do a simple backyard wedding, keep it under 40, 50 guests, and just make it nice. And that's all you gotta do. And then just make a big ass party afterwards that goes into the next day. <laughs> One of my favorite weddings that I that that I've done. Uh, I've I've. I uh, officiate. For those who don't know, uh, I officiate weddings as well. One of my favorite ones I've done. I was invited to a uh, a uh, church function, which I don't believe in God, but still a party is a party, and uh, it was fun and everything. And I, I and when people are are praying, I still bow my head because it's it's more about um, respecting their way of life than trying to make a show of stuff. Just what it is. But um, a couple, when I was there, found out like that their uh, wedding venue that they were supposed to get married at next week, which is part of what this party was for, burnt down. Like they burnt down a couple days uh, before it happened, but they like just found out while there, so they were in a really bad mood. And the guy happened to have the uh, wedding papers in the car because they were planning on going to the wedding and. Uh, as soon as they got done with the wedding and got they got married, they're going to go on vacation like directly after the wedding, like n- not even go home. Mm-hmm. S- start the honeymoon that night, which I mean, more power to them. So I told them flat out, I said, like, if you have the paperwork on you, or can go get it real quick, I can marry you right now. And I did. Like, I I had a a script that I used for a previous wedding that I did like two weeks before that, still sitting in the car, and married them on on the spot, and they. Um, when they're uh, when they were supposed to get married, because a majority of their family was there, so uh, they just went ahead and canceled the, the uh, they they postponed it realistically, and then had the reception um, at the uh, when their wedding was supposed to be just somewhere else. So and it, it it worked out great. So they had they had a potluck potluck dinner. Everybody was there. Everything was just great it was just a complete spur of the moment thing my ex did the same thing she got married at uh, uh somebody's party just on a whim yeah that's that to me that's pure well that part's pure sandy i mean the couple thing made sense but i would i that that seemed like it'd be like straight of a sitcom or something but well they i mean my ex and her her husband who are still married they're both great people They've been planning on getting married for a while, but they were having trouble getting it planned and paying for it and everything else. So they they realized that it's not about 
it's not about the wedding. It's not about the dress. It's not about whatever. It's not about that day. It's about spending the rest of your life with the person. And weddings in general, all a wedding is um, is a public announcement that you're with this person yeah. and that you're committing yourself to this person. That is all what what an actual wedding is. So realistically, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on a wedding. Um, no, if you is, if you don't want to. Yeah, which is what we which is what we've said, and we that's why we don't want to do it. And yeah. my brother's heading the same way too because he's got engaged a couple weeks ago, <coughs> and like he he's I mean he's thinking of doing a destination wedding just so it's a small wedding and whoever wants to whoever can afford to come and wants to come can come. Oh, which, yeah. I, which I mean, gotta be kind of kind of is a dick move too. But I mean, if you that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But yeah, more power to you though, and um, with your future endeavors as far as that goes. We're gonna switch it up a little bit on this one. And how about your favorite word? I mean, I use the word boobs every day at least once, if not <laughs> like if not like fifty times. But I use the word moron every freaking day because of dumbass kids but uh favorite word probably i'd have to say it's phenomenon because it's just it's just funny to say that's a phenomenon that word always reminds me of the muppets i know that's not what they're saying they're saying like phenomenon like phenomenon that one it's just well yeah the muppets didn't make that song but they covered it yeah, well, it, anyway, it's just one of those things that it always reminds me of that, and it's just one of those things. Um, I'm going to ask you a separate question that's not, not actually on my list. You are out in the uh, in the east, Massachusetts. Now, your accent doesn't come across a lot on the show. It does come across, but not like as much. It's not as thick as the majority of people would think it would be from somebody from that general area of the country so uh i'm gonna switch this uh, favorite word to do you have a fa- do you have a favorite local word or something that's just like a term just around you like your your town even i mean i'm not originally from massachusetts i'm originally from new york, like mid-state new york so mm-hmm. we have no accents over there really i mean some people say they can hear new york accent but like we didn't grow up in brooklyn or queens we don't have accents like they do but, no that's thick yeah, we don't have that. I mean, yeah, some we all faked it as kids just to be funny. But in Massachusetts, though, I mean, I do love the phrase "masshole." That's a good fucking yep. term. That's a good fucking <laughs> term for Ma- for Massachusetts residents. I mean, being from New York, I can easily say, yeah, there's a lot of fucking assholes up here. But New York is also very, very full of assholes. But yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean that, or just like uh, I will fuck around all the time and do the full Boston accent. And just be like, kids, get in the car. We're going to the bar. I, I'll fuck around all the time. Just use the Boston accent. Just take the R off everything in my sentences. Like, I'll, yep. I'll, I'll just think of a sentence that has as many R's as possible at the end of words and just take it out. Like, like people, well, just, people just look at you and be like, you asshole. You're, you're a bastard. All right. What about your least favorite word? Or if you don't really have a least favorite word, I'm not, I'm not, I know a lot of people don't really care. But uh, if there is a word that you can just strike from the record, that you just can't stand the, it doesn't even matter the word, but the meaning of it, even. I'm not like Jamie with her pussy hate or like 
panties. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I uh, yeah, she's got two p words. I never thought of that. But and they're really close to close yeah. together if you think about it. Yeah, if you're lucky, one of them's missing. But but I I mean, uh, a word that can go away completely is I would say God in the single form, singular form. But I would like to keep gods in the plural form. So instead of God bless you, it should be God's bless you. Now, is that a way to um, unify the people of the world or just to kind of I think stick it to people who believe in the uh, uh, monolithic God? I think it's just a callback to older, maybe not better, but simpler times where people easily believe there was a God for every, every freaking thing that there could be. There was a God for freaking cleaning shoes, or I mean, there's just gods for everything, like minor gods. But I kind of wonder if the god of uh, cleaning shoes had a foot fetish. Yeah, maybe he was. Uh, maybe he was the guy from Nickelodeon. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, what inspires you, or who inspires you? When it comes to podcasting, the, the inspirations are definitely Kevin Smith, Mark Marin. Yeah, I mean, those are the only two. Art Bell, to some degree, even though he wasn't technically a podcaster, he was kind of like the forefront of what would become podcasting. And that's and in my daily life, basically, I just get inspired by oh, money. <laughs> money makes money makes the world go round, and it makes you able to do anything. So that is true. So I mean, money is what it takes to survive so I need, that's why it inspires me to do what I gotta do alright in the words of Peter Griffin what grinds your gears what what's one of those things in life that just, just, just kind of shuts you down well what grinds my gears are I'd have to say celebrities like the Kardashians that think they need the whole world to see how they live every minute of their life like that that just I hate that shit I hate reality TV. It's just so. I mean, except for like game, except for like game shows. I mean, but like reality TV, like freaking uh, Bachelorette, Bachelor, freaking even Survivor and that type of stuff is just so fucking stupid that it makes me like hate this world. Because I mean, Survivor's freaking filmed on stage with a background, or even nowadays probably a green screen. So, I mean, it's just I can't believe that they're really on an island like I just can't I mean naked and afraid yeah I can believe they're on an island because that seems a lot more realistic than Survivor but I mean if they're anywhere they're, on a, they're at a resort they're not on a fucking island I mean news too I don't watch the news ever because just watching the news is just a good way to depress yourself yeah it really is I, I, I would tell people too it's like if you want if you want un, unbiased news watch BBC because you're going to get a lot more of a fact-based news source from from like other countries than you would from Hell, the actual U.S. countries. The most a, the most accurate news I ever saw was on South Park when the aliens made a reality show out of Earth. That was basically news. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with that one. All right, it seems like everybody's fa- favorite question is coming up. What is your favorite swear word? Uh, I have a lot of favorite swear words, but I mean, nothing beats a good old-fashioned fuck. I love calling people fucking whores. That's that's always fun. 
especially if you do it randomly and you see the reaction when you say it. And there's like, ow, but okay. Our fucking dumbass always works too. Go the Red Foreman way, just make it not good for TV. Dumbass. <laughs> what is the sound that you love? Just hearing any any Star Wars song made by John Williams will just fucking make me giddy as all as a fucking boy peeping in at the locker room at, at school. The freaking Avengers theme song will always get me nice and riled up too. That shit's just like stand up and fight music. All the different production companies for movies and stuff like that I grew up with. Amblin, Universal, MGM, like anytime I hear one of them I just always have one or two movies in mind that they started with. Mm-hmm. The uh, Lions were from uh, it, oh, what is it? MGM. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, it just, uh, what the hell is it? Or like New Line Cinemas. There's so many good movies that started with that one. Like, just, yeah, basically, it's all TV entertainment based. <laughs> basically, I mean, if I hear a good rap beat too, I'll take that too. But I mean, it doesn't do the same effect. But we talked a little bit about sounds that you love. How about uh, some sounds that you hate? Uh, definitely my daughter with her fake crying and acting like a baby. Like, that drives me up a wall because she's doing it on purpose just to drive me up a wall. And I know it. Because she can talk. She's she been able to fully talk for years, but she just doesn't like to use her words. But, I mean, that drives me nuts. My son whining from his room because if, if he doesn't get his way, definitely drives me up a wall because it's like, act like a boy, not like a girl, man. Come on. Other than that... I hate the sound of obnoxious people that have shitty ass music blasting out of their car when they pull up next to me in a red light and then they try to look over like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm like, no, you ain't, bitch. Get back in your lane. But that's those are always sounds that drive me freaking insane too. And I spend a lot of time on the road, so I hear those a lot. Speaking of the uh, spending time on, on the road, that actually kind of brings us to the next question. What do you do for work? Uh, as no one ever knows what it is, but I am a retail merchandiser, and it basically means I do whatever job com- big companies like P&G and Heinz pay our company to do in stores, whether it's hanging signs up or just looking for certain displays in stores or taking a thousand pictures for Coke or for other companies. I mean, just whatever they ask us to do we gotta do and but it's a nine out of ten times the easy freaking job and they pay well so i'm not complaining mm-hmm. all right well uh what is your dream job dream job would be to be like kevin smith and be able to just get high all day and freaking do podcasts or go talk in front of audiences and just talk bullshit with guests <laughs> like i mean that would be like the dream it was always my dream to own a comic book shop too so I could read comics all day and get paid for it I used to kind of wish I could have been a cop but now there's so much freaking hate behind that job that I wouldn't want to be one if you paid me like a thousand dollars an hour but wouldn't be worth it even but I also wouldn't mind being like a paranormal FBI like investigator like X-Files I always like I always wanted to do that like Mulder did 
you just said cop on on this this next part but uh see if you can come up with some more of them how about your hard path job what are some jobs that you just definitely do not want to do i mean i'd never want to be a janitor or i mean i never would want to do construction or like work for the local town or state doing like road construction and shit like or road demolition like that just seems like wait i mean yeah they make pretty damn good money but that's just killer work that destroys your body over like 20 years and you're you're done like i know so many of them that retired for like 20 years because they just couldn't do it anymore i mean they had enough money to survive but they just always had so many medical issues afterwards i definitely wouldn't be a, a cook again because i i went down that road when i was a teenager and did it for years and i just working in restaurants is fucking hell it's just hell mm-hmm. whether you're in the front of the house or the back of the house it's just hell and you gotta deal with the worst people and some of the best people but you gotta deal with a lot of the worst people and it's just not fun and you just spend 12 hours a day in a kitchen dying of sweating well and i i, I give um not not only food service workers but re, uh, retail workers as much props as i can because i've done both jobs i've worked front of house back of house i've done janitorial work uh which by the way is a lot of fun but uh it's one of those things that i think every everybody as a teenager should do should should do at least two of those three jobs so either so you got to work in a restaurant work retail or be some kind of uh cleaning service yeah i mean well that that way you can you can learn and i'm not going to say what the bottom is because it's not the bottom you can go a lot deeper than that you always have respect for the people who are who are doing those jobs i mean um, you, could, you could be will smith's therapist that's the bottom <laughs> oh i'm starting to feel sorry for that man to be honest but oh i've been that, feeling sorry for him for days now but it's just sad <laughs> no the therapist oh <laughs> uh, well i feel bad for both but poor, All right. poor big willie <laughs> if heaven does exist what do you want God to say to you or what do you want to say to God at the pearly gates if God exists oh my god yeah I mean <laughs> no pun <laughs> yeah I mean if God exists I would be I'd walk up there and I would just strip say where the fuck you been I mean Jesus and yeah where he's been t- where he been at too like the world is shit get your ass down there and there better be unlimited weed in heaven. Well, if there's unlimited, if, if it's heaven, would you think there'd be a need for weed in the first place? There's always a need for weed. Come on now. I, I got mean, a need, a need for weed. All right. But in heaven, they better have a, they better have like one of those Star Trek uh, food machines where whatever you want to eat, you just put it in. They make and it like it materializes. And you can just eat as much as you want. Like. You want to? You want to eat twenty lobsters? Eat twenty lobsters, which I would love to do. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, assuming that you're dead at this point, uh, what what would you like written on your tombstone? Do you have a quote, a limerick, uh, a one line type thing that you would like to let people know, or what people to remember you by as they pass by your grave? 
I mean, my grave would be empty because I want a Viking funeral. I want to get burned on a ship out at sea. But I would love... Uh, I guess my grave would... My grave would probably just be like... It would probably say, nothing is real, everything is permitted. Assassin's Creed, a, Assassin's Creed line, if you didn't know uh, that. Alright, I, I did not know that, to be perfectly honest, but as we've discussed in the past, I'm not a gamer. So, um, But, with, with that line, though, is there anything that you would like to say to your fans or future fans? Well, if you have paranormal stories, hit me up. We're need more guests. I got a good handful lined up, but definitely gonna need more in the future after they run out. And I'm here to hear your stories and to ask you some questions and possibly play a fun game with you at the end of it all. I'm still working on that part, but and right. and just keep listening to Bracket Bastards, and we'll keep making you laugh until you pee your pants. Speaking of your fans. Um, and your future fans, where can they find you? What's your socials? You could find me at Juggalo Bastard on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me as Jeremy Bryant on Facebook, and you could find and you could contact me on Matchmaker.fm if you're another podcaster. Just look for my name or look for Paranormal: The New Normal, and you'd find me. And feel free to contact me if you want to collaborate or have a guest swap off and always i am freddie fisher you can find me on facebook at freddie fisher uh bracket bastards as well on facebook the s in bastards is a dollar sign you guys already know that story i'm on instagram at you can't lick me and on twitter uh at the bastard you warned you warned you about and uh bracket bastard pod as well i'm gonna leave you guys with uh the one simple quote that I give at the end of every episode and that is this it is okay to be a bastard just don't be a dick <laughs> <laughs>